Welcome back again to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. Speaking of coming inside, we got a great show for you tonight. <laughs> it's funny because we were talking about off air about a different kind of coming inside. <laughs> Two minutes before we recorded this. So um, I'm just like, oh god, of course. Bring we always up. get some fucked up conversation going to get us warmed up. Yeah, that's, that's how it rolls around here, I guess. <laughs> Everything's back online. All right, all right. So we had to go real quick. <laughs> we were having off the air, guys. You didn't see this, but we we were having like it was like a three stooges moment of comedies with our technical difficulties. If my shit wasn't falling, and then and then as soon as we got ready to go, my fucking wire and my microphone fell out, and it's like, well, now it's my fault. Now my shit's doing. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I want to thank Alex Vox. Welcome to Alex Vox to the show from um, the band Envision, which is spelled NVSN, which we talked about for a minute. I thought I said it was very clever. People are lazy, man. When it comes to typing things to search, the less buttons you have to get somebody to push to find your shit, the better. I think you guys are going to like their sound. We're going to hit it. We're going to kick off the show by checking out their music video, FYE. And I think, Chris, this is our first time watching a video with the person who made it yeah this is this is exactly true so to that point first time we're watching with you know the artist behind uh the video as well so this is so getting some first time experiences here on guns and radio yeah this is gonna be fun man Party where was this filmed at Alex? uh it was filmed in like god i think like loosedale mississippi Loosedale, where's that at? Is that around the Delta or the... No, it's on the coast. It's close to uh, Alabama. This was filmed on location in a shutdown uh, water or paper mill. It had oh, well, that's been cool. the sole source of income for that area for like 100 years before it shut down. Did you guys get uh, permits and shit for this or did you just go? Be honest no, we asked, the, we asked the building owner if we could oh, okay. uh, shoot there. And they were like, yeah, that's fine. Have fun. That was it. So was it somebody you guys knew? Or did you no. uh, have to? No, we were uh, checking out the property the day before. And I think the guy's daughter happened to be there looking at the property as well. And we were like, hey, while you're here, could we talk to you about this? And got the guy's number who owned it. And I called him and he was like, yeah, man, go have fun. And you guys that didn't run into when? Wait, what time of year was it? Uh, it was like October. I can't, it's been so long since I got out of Mississippi. I don't remember when the snakes go away. Oh, shoot. Uh, I mean, I think we had like two cold weeks last year, at the whole year, if that. So, I mean, the oh. snakes are pretty much year-round where I'm from. Oh, okay. I was wondering if the snakes are fucked off. Because usually, I'm from, I'm from Tupelo. Okay. So, in the northeast region... You know, they'll, they'll kind of go away, or they won't be as common in the winter as they will okay. be. In so the, definitely not Tupelo. It's, like, closer to Hurley, I think. 
would be the the better side because it, it's way down south. Okay, but you guys are from Biloxi, right? Yeah. Do love yeah, it was like an hour out of the way. Do you guys play a lot of? Do you guys draw big crowds in Biloxi for the music scene? Usually, like um, locally, like two hundred somewhere around there, which pretty much caps out most of the venues we have down here. Well, that ain't bad. That ain't bad at all for like you know, like Tupelo. We used to be popping. We used to draw like a thousand for just local bands and shit. And now the the music scene is dead. Yeah, it's a. Uh... It's definitely a lot harder now <laughs> to, to draw a lot, especially after COVID. Like, I think a lot of people, they don't want to go out unless it's some, like, major national act. Hmm. I wonder why that is, because I, I was busting at the chops to get the fuck out of there. I, so who's the guy in the mask? Uh, you have to go, keep watching the video and you'll see. <laughs> no, I meant when you were filming it. Who was, oh, oh, is he going to take it off at the end? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're going to have a reveal. Intriguing. Yes, All right. These are awkward to shoot sometimes because, like, you're trying to lay there and you're not trying to crack it. Were your buddies on the other side of the camera fucking with you while you're trying to look serious and dead? Wait, hold on. Here we go. Oh, it's you. Okay. So it wasn't you the whole time. (laughs) Yeah, no. So it wasn't me the whole time. Um, It was actually our former guitarist um, had, like, left the band a couple months before that, but we're all on good terms. Him and I are about the same height and stature. So I was okay. like, hey, I have this idea, and I think it'd be really fucking dope. Can you play this serial killer for most of the music video, and then we'll, you know, switch off at the end. So what is the what is the story that we're seeing here? With uh, what is the deeper meaning to this music video? Yeah. So FYE, um, it stands for uh, "fuck your ego." I don't know if I'm allowed to, you know, you say cuss that. whatever. Yeah, oh, you can say whatever. That's all the time. Who cares, man? Oh fuck yeah. yeah. So it's <laughs> it's, it's this is the internet. Right. It's called uh, Fuck Your Ego. And um, when we were doing the video, I wanted to kind of like visualize that. So if you look at the beginning of it, it's almost like the social media influencer found this cool place to kind of walk around and share with all their followers. And then this person behind them. And when it culminates at the end of the video, it's kind of like, um, you know, killing your ego and putting yourself down to move forward and humility and all that shit. So the quote unquote murderer was killing his ego. What are some of the other bands that you would say Envision is influenced by? Uh, the biggest influences we have, especially with the EP that that song came off of, is Bad Omens, I Prevail, and Bring Me the Horizon. We kind of blur the, ro- the lines between hard rock and metalcore. Um, we're like leaning more towards metalcore, especially with our, our new releases. And maybe you can explain that to me a little bit, because I don't really understand genres. Like, everything seems to have a core at the end of it. What's what's the difference? Well, metalcore, the genre is typically defined by very bright, singy choruses and then very heavy verses. Um, okay. So that's that's kind of where that flows in, where you'll, you'll have screaming most of the time, and then the choruses is where you have those really catchy parts. Like, think of, like, uh, the Devil Wars Prada does that great, where they're going to have these brutal-ass verses... But then when it comes to the chorus, they have these almost like their guitarist has like a fucking angelic voice. So it's kind of like the opposite. Well, in a way, that's kind of like Electric Cowboy. Have you ever heard of them? I have. I haven't listened to a lot of their music. But yeah, they they would be some of their songs fringe on the edge of metalcore. And I know there's a lot of deathcore guys that love them, too. Yeah. And they also have. But, but then they get into the chorus 
And then their chorus yeah. like throws way the fuck back to almost a classic rock, in my opinion. Yeah, so that that would be somewhat a semblance of uh, the metalcore genre. Um, the ones that are just screaming the entire time is usually going to be in the deathcore genre or just like post-hardcore or something like that. Um, Why are good. those bands so common, though, the ones that just scream the whole time? Right. Because I hear that that is not an easy thing to do. But then I also look at my roster when I'm when I guess I go to a lot of concerts and there are a lot of those speed metal kind of bands. And then you see them and they're not very good. <laughs> I mean, don't I, get me I, wrong. Some of them are. Right. No, I understand. We we played um, a showcase in Austin, Texas for South by and uh, there was this melodic it, it wasn't a core band there was no breakdown in the song at all which me coming from like um a bunch of core bands that have those breakdowns in the middle to hear just the the verse screaming like pretty much the entire time where there's like no hook or anything was wild but these guys were so fucking talented um but i've played with a bunch of bands that are less than memorable as well so i mean it's i think the kind of music that is played and the how common it is with just the screaming and no singing it really depends on what area the what scene you're in you know um because there's a lot of there are places out there where almost all of the bands sound like us you know and then there's places out there everybody has their scene we yeah. we really stood out in our area because we're, we're the first band that sounds like us from our area um there are others now but whenever we were starting doing music um pretty much everything sounded like three doors down three days grace and all that jazz and and then we pop up so what if you, you've been in other bands before this one came out and you can tell by the even by the production quality of the videos alone that you've put a lot of effort into it you guys are talented musicians is what what you're doing now is working and i've seen a lot of bands where it just don't work they keep going but it just doesn't right. <laughs> like what about what do you have to look for in finding those comrades to, to be on the road with to make that work like that? Dude, as far as like being on the road with people that I don't want to kill, uh, <laughs> that's that's got to be nothing but like sheer luck and maybe a higher power looking out um, because like. We, we've been through a few guitarists, but for the most part, my drummer and my basses have been with me the entire way. And I'm just so fucking blessed to have the guys that I, I work with. We all have different backgrounds. We all have different religions. And we all love the fuck out of each other. Because we all have the same... I think maybe it's the... What builds a team, right, is you find a common goal and a common purpose and you drive towards it. And all of us, we want to make an impact for our music and we want to help people... Uh, be better versions of themselves and get through difficult times through our music. No, no matter what our background is, that's all of our goal. And so since we all have that goal, it allows us to drive forward in unity. Who is the, somebody has to lead the team and manage the situation. Who, who, who would you say finds, falls into that role with you guys? This is, this is my baby. Um, Envision actually started out as a solo project. And that comes to the other part of that question. The first question is, uh, you know, you said that we have a lot of success, but a lot of it was 
Like I think a lot of bands out there go, I don't care if someone likes this or not. This is what I want to do. So I'm going to keep doing it. And me, when I started Envision, I was like, okay, I'm not getting the results I want. And the definition of insanity is to keep doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So every time I would hit a wall, I would hit the drawing board and I would figure out like, okay, what can I do differently without losing myself as a musician to push this bitch forward? Um, and, and that's what's gotten us where we're at is, is the refusal to give up, but also continuing constantly to find what is the next best thing that we can do um, so we're not doing the same thing. Well, what would you define as a successful goal? Because everybody's definition of success is different. For sure. Um, I mean, I think the ultimate success is to be happy with what you have. So, I mean, if those guys that are out there that are playing to the same five people every other weekend – or every weekend, if they're happy, then they're successful. For me, yeah. you know, if we can be touring like 100 days a year um, and our bills are paid at home and we don't have to worry about it and we're happy, like that that's success for me. But I also think right now what we're doing when we're doing three or four tours a year that are like a week and a half long, two weeks long, if you told me I was going to be doing this a year ago, I would have said you're fucking crazy. So, I mean, that's, that's success too. Yeah. You know, I think... I think um, I think in, in American society outside of music, I don't mean to get all philosophical on you, but we have this this mindset that no one is successful until they've made it. But I think if we take that mindset and we go, how can I find happiness along the way and enjoy the journey, then you can be successful every step of the way and celebrate every victory instead of, you know, like when I first started, I used to be like, well, yeah, this is cool but it could be better. Now, every time we have a, a major win or like we secure three national tours our first year that we're actually hitting the road, um, you know, I'm just excited to, to do that and to, to be a part of it and able to enjoy every moment instead of being like, well, yeah, but we're not playing stadiums, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, everything's going to get old, even playing stadiums. If you were playing stadiums, but you weren't playing with guys that you want to be around and you wasn't having a good time, then yeah. would it really fucking matter that you're playing stadiums and how many people are there? And I mean, yeah, yeah. at first, at first it will for about, you know, a few months until, until you've got a couple of mil in, under your wallet. And then you're like, Oh, all right. Time to fuck off of this. You know? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> That's yeah, what like Izzy for, Stradlin did. Yeah. For all of us, dude, it's like, you know, when we, when we are on the road for longer than a week, um, by the time it's, it gets ready to come home, it's like this this war within us where it's like, I can't wait to be home and like see my girl and enjoy my the, my own home and all that shit. But I also can't wait to go again. Like, it's, it's the I know two what of you them. mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think, I think I, that's I'm, I'm a gypsy spot. soul, too. So I know what you mean. Because like you, I love to travel. Don't get me wrong. I'll be here three days and I'll be like, God, I can't wait to get out of this house. And then. <laughs> And then as soon as I'm gone for more than two days, it's like, God, I can't wait to be back in my bed. Yeah, I think I, that's I, what I, I miss more than anything on the road is, like, my own bed. I've had that bitch for a long time. You know? Are you married? <laughs> is any? Uh, are... I, have a, I have a seven-year-old son, and then um, who, so he's actually turning seven this weekend. Um, and I have my girlfriend that we've been together since 2020. Okay. So that's, I mean, that's pretty close. That's yeah, actually, close. actually, um, probably about a month after this recording goes out, I'll be proposing. So, um, oh no, we lose a lot of good artists to the ring, man. 
Oh no, she is the most <laughs> supportive person ever. Um, she doesn't like me being gone a, a, a long time, but I've never had. I've had several partners while I was doing music, and there has never been anyone in my life that supports me as much as she does. Uh, well, don't ever take my advice on on uh, relationships, as uh, as uh, as uh, we've established on the show, multi multi time <laughs> world divorce champion. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> How many times? <laughs> I'll tell you off air. I want to keep kayfabe. Uh, but before we take our quick break, I do want to tell everybody: if you're in Ocean Springs, Mississippi, check out the Dirty the Dirty Thirty Fest, and we will have a link in the description so you can go over there and grab up some tickets and uh, yeah, have a fun night out with your friends one night. But I'm gonna pause for a second because we're gonna take a look at some rock and roll news. But don't go anywhere. Stick around because when we come, we're going to come back. We've got more from Alex. We're going to continue this interview and we're going to watch another music video right after this. So did you hear some 41 is disbanding? Yeah, so I believe we're recording this a little bit earlier than we usually do. And this literally happened, I saw it this morning. I was like, Yeah. Really? It was like out of nowhere. Like all of a sudden, I guess, well, I don't know. Like maybe they're just doing it now so they can reunite in 10 years and, you know, <laughs> get a nice reunion paycheck out of it. Who knows? Maybe I take a break. That, I, I, yeah, maybe they just, whatever, want to do break. They want to do some solo stuff for a while. Who knows, man? I mean, when you've been doing the same thing for those guys have been around since. What for at least 20 25 years? 96. Some 41 yeah. came along in 96. It's been 27 years. Literally, they a, a year after I was born, they, they they came on the scene. So, oh wow, yeah, wow. You was born in 95. I keep forgetting that fact that you're so much younger than me because I remember what I was doing in 95. I wasn't old, I was just like, how old was I in 95? I was nine. I remember that. I remember being nine. Oh man, so you missed out on Power Rangers. What else did you miss out on? Uh Cow and Chicken. Uh I've never heard that second one. Power Rangers I we saw here and there, not as much. Johnny Bravo, Rocco's Johnny Modern Bravo, Life. yeah, we caught the tail end of Johnny Bravo. Oh man, you missed out on some good years there. I was raised on the old SpongeBob, man. So Oh, we were Can't all play. watching SpongeBob. Even when I was oh, in yeah. high school and it wasn't cool to say you watch SpongeBob, everybody watched SpongeBob. Yeah, dude, SpongeBob's the goat. Yeah, SpongeBob was like friends. Everybody watched it. <laughs> At least once. <laughs> yeah. I never could get into friends, but yeah, we watched some uh some uh SpongeBob. But yeah, it sucks about some 41. Rick sent me that announcement, and uh as soon as he sent it to me, I didn't even reply. I jumped onto some 41's tour dates and I grabbed because they're coming to Riverport Amphitheater in St. Louis. Yeah, I saw that. They're, they're doing like some Euro European dates, I think, for like the first half of the summer. And they're doing more U.S. stuff. So I'm like, oh, maybe, I would, you know, a couple of years ago, I kind of like just missed out on seeing them. They were in Toronto. So yeah, I got to definitely go this time. So, well, I looked, um, I looked into it. And uh, so I, I, I bought, I bought a ticket to the, uh, to the Riverport show because I was like, well, before they jack these up, you know. Mm -hmm. Or they sell the fuck out. I don't know what's going to happen. They may not sell the fuck out, but and, and you know, and in in a couple of days, it's going to be twenty five dollar concert ticket week. 
Uh, yeah. By the time this airs, it's almost over. But uh, uh, I know it's going to be on the list, but I, you know, I didn't want to roll any, take any chances. I just went ahead and got my, got my tickets, got my tickets yeah, early. At this point, you might, you might as well because yeah. Because well, I believe in that statement, they said they're releasing another album that's going to be like their last album for the time being. Oh and yeah, they're... another worldwide tour along with yeah. the rest of these dates. So I'm hoping you know they they got to come through for Canada. They're Canadians. So they got to do a nice little Canadian tour. Oh yeah, yeah. they might so, they might end it in in Canada. I, I think that'd be a great idea. They did. Yeah, they. Um, I wanted to make sure I got one one of those tickets, but because and also because they're going to be playing with the Offspring. And yeah, I would rather get four less some forty one songs to see them with Offspring than mm-hmm. four other songs I never heard, which will probably be off of the new album to see a full yeah. show. Mm-hmm. And you know, I get to cross two bucket list bands off the off the old list in in one night. So, and it also a lot of times when you go see those punk bands like the Offspring, they'll have some mm-hmm. fucking opener that you never heard of. Yeah. And then you got to sit there and everybody's dancing and headbanging and kicking at the stage and shit. And you got to be in there with them pretending you like this shit too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I feel you. When really you just came for (laughs) the one band. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. That's what sucks about a punk show is, is there's always, and then the promoter, because if it's a punk rock show, the promoter's going to have a band that's going to suck ass. That's going to, that's going to play at some point. Yeah. <laughs> and uh uh yeah, I learned I learned traveling with old Ricky D that, you know, sometimes punk shows do. are the and don't ever try to take a shit in one of them venues. I'll tell you right the fuck now, not if you got Christian butt cheeks. <laughs> I wouldn't put the worst center on that toilet. <laughs> yeah. Bro, you just—you gotta shit like a dog. Just like have the legs open and. <laughs> you gotta have a hand and a foot on both walls. Yeah, bring, bring like or like a two-liter bottle of hand sanitizer and sneak it in your back pocket or some shit. <laughs> and then you torpedo it into the uh, direction yeah, you, of the bowl. Or you just do what like the smart people do before like a festival, like two weeks before the festival. They'll like dig up the ground site and like put a ball of alcohol there. You dig it up and you put hand sanitizer in there. <laughs> also alcohol. So guess what? Drink up, bitch. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about burying booze for a festival. <laughs> <laughs> I think some people did that in Tupelo at a couple of Rick's shows. Oh, definitely. Was me. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, some 41's going away. That's sad. We've lost another one. Aerosmith has just yeah. announced their farewell tour, and that's got me pissed the fuck off. Yeah. So, like, it's weird because they only announced, like, the North American portion. It's like, I don't know if they're going to do a whole worldwide thing. It's like, it's kind of weird if you just end your tour, like, in North America. Like no, fuck probably, I don't think they've been to Europe in fucking years. They've just done fuck. Vegas shows for the last two years. At least y'all ain't getting fucked like we got fucked. Let me tell you, this is why I'm mad, okay? I logged on. I was game, okay? I knew I was probably going to pay 150 200 bucks for this ticket. I was going to pay whatever it costs to get this ticket. Because mm-hmm. I've never seen Aerosmith, and I'd like to cross them off the list. I logged on to the Live Nation app. 
at 10.50, or no, at 9.58. The tickets went on sale at 10 a.m. 9.58, I logged in, and it's got a countdown timer with the buy yeah. with the with the buy your tickets button grayed out. Mm-hmm. So I looked, I was like, well, this can't be right. There's got to be some kind of glitch here. So I closed out the app, I opened it again, and it was still doing the same thing. So I went over to Ticketmaster and you couldn't buy them there. That's important really? for later. Okay. You couldn't buy them on Ticketmaster at the time because when I searched this show, it wasn't there. Okay. So I looked over on Access, and which is the, one of the other sites I use for buying tickets. And once again, you couldn't buy them there. So I went, okay, we're getting close to 10. It's about 9.59 now, you know. So I go over to uh, uh, motherfucking, what do you call it, uh, Live Nation again. And I pull up the Live Nation app and it's still grayed out. So I'm like, well, shit. So I refreshed the app at 10.01 because the countdown timer was still going at 30 minutes. Like, of course, it wasn't 30 minutes. It was like 29, 28. It was like 27 minutes and some change at 10 yeah. o'clock. Weird. All right. So I get on this these motherfuckers and... I finally get on and they're all sold out. Damn. So now I log on to Ticketmaster and they've got them like three to four hundred dollars on resale. Now I'm thinking, didn't nobody buy these motherfucking tickets? Nobody bought every fucking ticket and then moved them over to essentially StubHub. Yeah. No, that did not happen. Fuck you. Uh, what happened was somebody got in because I looked here and they started out at $86. Some Ticketmaster moved those motherfucking tickets on their own. Seems like it. That's very weird. I don't know. For me, like I'm on Ticketmaster right now. Like at the Toronto show. And like, yeah, dude, it was pretty fucked. Like, dude, I was even like, same with you like i was in the queue it's waiting an extra 20 minutes past 10 just to get in to buy tickets because there's literally thousands of people ahead of me which is nuts now i literally saw the price i said fuck that shit (laughs) now since uh since this is going on i've looked just now and now Ticketmaster does have it up and for sale and you can buy a ticket behind the stage let me refresh. Let me reiterate: behind the fucking stage, behind it, not in front of it, not far yeah. away from it, not at a weird angle, behind the goddamn stage, for one hundred and forty-five dollars. Yeah, let me see because I'm looking here, dude. There's even more for the Toronto show, dude. Just again, section, whatever here. Like the cheapest ticket I can find right now, it's in the one hundred section of the arena. It's literally. 200 a little over 200 bucks plus tax and fees is already almost 245 dollars yeah that pisses me off because people are still gonna pay it and they're ripping us off i went to see kiss literally three years ago in 2019 and i think i paid that same price for around um one i actually paid for an even better section around the same price for two tickets 
I paid thirty-five dollars for my shitty kiss ticket. I'm not gonna pay a hundred and fifty dollars for a shittier Aerosmith ticket for a band yeah. that I like less songs. Yeah, dude, the pit tickets were like insanely expensive, but I get why because you know with the VIP package, and I believe they are doing meet and greets, so I can understand why they sell those out pretty quick. <clears throat> but like, I mean, they're almost two grand a ticket. I was like, <clears throat> are you fucking kidding me? Just so I can fucking meet this group of 75 year old lesbians who are retiring <laughs> damn oh well, man i've always said on this show steven tyler looks like a lesbian so i mean <laughs> he does dude looks like a lady that song was written by him about him so <laughs> well back then any dude with long hair they said it looked like a woman yeah any any dude in la in the 80s who was in a glam yeah yeah when you had the Even about brett michaels so i mean who knows and now that's the generation that's bitching about trans people now. <laughs> it makes no sense. You're all into friggin' poison and they'll Motherfucker, like, you wore lipstick. Like a bunch of the... hoochie coochie mamas over there. <laughs> I saw a post <laughs> one time that said uh, I jerked off to poison for three months before I figured out they were all dudes. Yeah. And then another two <laughs> weeks after that. <laughs> Listen, Steel Panther even referenced it in the song. <laughs> Michael Starr wondered if he was, if he was gay mm. watching Poison play. <laughs> <laughs> now, I want to go to Poison. Brett Michaels is on the uh, list. I did ask Rick because he's seen Brett Michaels' solo shows a lot. Mm -hmm. And he said he mostly plays Poison songs. So I said, okay, then I'm, I'm in. Because if he's going to play yeah. a bunch of, like, you know, when you go see David Lee Roth, he, he, he don't play any Van Halen songs. He plays David Lee songs that nobody's ever heard. Really? I don't know. I thought he would play it. I mean, he has re-recorded a lot of Van Halen songs with his band. I think that he's slowly releasing now on Spotify and stuff. But. I've I've heard it both ways, I think. I, what yeah. I've mainly heard is when you go see David Lee, you get the shit off of his solo albums. And so I've never uh, been yeah. interested. I don't want to. He has like probably like five good solo songs, I think. I, mean, I don't know. The first album that he did was pretty good because he had like a the band to back him up with there, man. He had an oh, insane yeah. band at, for... um. I think was it Eat Him and Smile, I think was that that first solo album he did. Yeah. With like <clears throat> Nicky Rose and shit. I remember like Steve Vai was on that album. Like you I got pedigree back there. So you know, I will give it up to David Lee though for aging gracefully. Uh kind of. He also looks like a lesbian, so <laughs> what, does everybody look like a lesbian? Yeah, I, I well, I mean, listen, you're popular in the eighties. Um, you know, <laughs> probably are gonna look like a lesbian. Who knows? Dude looks like a lesbian. Steven Tyler, David Lee Roth looks like one of those like shaved head lesbians now. Um, I mean Axel, <laughs> that one picture of Mickey Rourke, you definitely look like a lesbian. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. At least like Brett Michaels doesn't like perform, you know, in the old 80s poison outfit. So like plus he's also pretty buff, so like he looks like a dude. So <laughs> David Lee, though, like he didn't get like a facelift. He didn't get like hair plugs. Yeah, he, no, he. I I will agree with that. Like he didn't have to like do anything crazy to like try to keep him looking look like he's eighty four. You know. Now Brett Michaels, on the other hand, I am pretty yeah, sure definitely got some plastic surgery. Oh for yeah, fucking sure, <laughs> for sure. But I mean, shit, man, he still performs really wig. well, dude. Yeah, def definitely that too. Oh for sure, he's definitely wearing a wig. Uh, not as obvious as Marky Ramone's wig, which we've 
talked about many, many times on this show. <laughs> that or, or, or the various assortment of Phil Spector wigs. <laughs> uh, don't Beetlejuice him into existence. He'll come try to shut down our show again. I've only said his name once. We're okay. <laughs> thank God Vince Neal was here to save the day. Well, thank God. From the ghost of Phil Spector. <laughs> he said you he wired you that money back uh he he swears he sent it back to you i don't know i gotta check my bank records and remind me after <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna call my local bank and see oh man that's funny speaking of things that are kind of funny i heard old ted nugent got a uh kicked off of a show recently what happened yeah there? i Oh, I gotta look that up because I because you sent me the link. Actually, hang on, you sent me this a while ago. I thought you like sent it to ago. me. No, I think you sent it to me, or someone sent it to us. I don't <laughs> one know. way like, or the other, we found one out way or the other. It. Yeah, you sent it to me. So he's supposed to play in uh, Birmingham. Hang on, I'm loading the article here. Yeah, um, <laughs> and we obviously to... didn't give enough of a fuck to <laughs> yeah. read it in advance. Yeah. No, I, I kind of read it, but it was like days ago, and then it just like goes in and out of your head like that. Um, but uh, yeah, so here it is. Uh, Ted Nugent was scheduled to perform on July 18th at Avondale Brewing Co., which along with promoter Red Mountain Entertainment <laughs> announced show earlier this week. A wave of backlash from community members expressing opposition to Nugent's concert followed. The individuals criticizing the musician for his far-right beliefs and lab- labeling him as homophobic, transphobic, and misogynistic which is fact fact and very fact well yeah i mean he said this much so i i I do want to say i think it's hilarious that ted nugent is at the state he's in in his career that he's playing the brewing company which is basically a restaurant yeah playing on a restaurant he's He's playing playing a dive bar (laughs) yeah he's playing dive bars yeah nugent replied to the news by retweeting an article about the show's cancellation and adding the caption Liars and haters drunk on stupid and capable to debate me. Okay, cool, bro. <laughs> but it happened in Alabama. Yeah, like, which is like, wow. I'm kind of impressed, Alabama. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I feel like shit. I feel like in Alabama right now, there are two kinds of people in this Ted Nugent story camp. There's the people who didn't go to the show, who got the show canceled. And then there's people that don't give a fuck and don't know that Ted Nugent's still alive. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know, they wouldn't do this shit to Kid Rock. Because every hick in a six mile in a six state radius is gonna drive down for Kid Rock. Yeah. And he's one of the worst offenders. Yeah, he saved himself those rednecks by ripping off Sweet Home Alabama. So Oh wow. I'm gonna tell you something though, man. I would never, even before all this racist and transgender phobic bullshit he's been doing whatever he's been doing came out i never would have went to a kid rock show just because i don't believe there's enough space in the arena for me to get far enough away from the stage that i don't gotta smell his bo for three hours (laughs) 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 and you know he doesn't smell good in real life like george clooney smells good he looks like he smells good in real life Kid oh, Rock sure. does not look like he smells good in real life. <laughs> Ted Nugent does not look like he smells good in real life. Phil Spector did not look like he smelled good in real life. <laughs> 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 oh, 
<laughs> who else probably stinks in real life? Um, I know we've had this discussion years ago on the show about what people smell like. Uh, Keith Richards, he doesn't look like he smells good. Yeah, because he smells uh, like heroin all the time, probably. It's like <laughs> I don't a know what heroin smells sense. like. Yeah, probably like shit. Uh, probably old people smell. Probably like yeah, Bengay. Definitely. <laughs> Mick Mars looks like he smells like Bengay and bats. Yeah, oh man. <laughs> and then Mick Mars, speaking of Mick Mars, he's got war of words going on still with his former bandmates. That, yeah, I read that That's that still shit. ongoing. Yeah, I saw you said something like, oh, touring with these guys like the worst fucking like two years of my life or some shit. Yeah, and apparently he said Nicky hasn't played a bass line in so many yeah, years. Yeah, because I know we mentioned the original thing where he was trying to sue these guys. That's still, I guess, an ongoing thing. Um, but I I read somewhere like on, on Facebook, he even said more comments about like how he fucking regrets doing this reunion tour. It's like the fucking worst thing he's ever done. And it's just like, wow. Yeah. These guys are assholes, and they fucking hate each other. So. They seem like dicks in real life. They always were dicks in real life. That's why they can't get along. Yeah, I mean, I think, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, but and I don't know what I've said on the show in years past, but as of this recording, the information I've gathered, which isn't much, I haven't read up on it, I've just looked at how people act, uh, in mm. interviews and when they're dealing with fans and stuff like that. I think probably the least offensive one in the realm of being a dick is probably either Tommy Lee or Vince Neil. But I have a feeling it's probably going to be Vince Neil. Uh, Vince Neil had his head of shit. I mean, I know we give him shit on here. We got a whole character on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, wasn't supposed to happen. That was supposed to be a one-time bit, but Vince Neil just yeah. stuck with us. So. <laughs> he sticks with you, man. He's like an STI. I know, right? And speaking of which, if you think you might have one, you can go to whatever that sponsor was. STDcheck.com, I believe STDcheck.com, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's when Vince McNeil really became a big character on the show when we got that sponsorship and had him read the, hey, you guys, if you're like me. <laughs> I'm surprised he lasted longer than Paul Stanley. So. I know, we ain't heard from Paul Stanley on the show in a while. Yeah, Paul Stanley, give us a call, man. Tell us how uh, you like how the this is the... The hopefully the the real final tour we swear guys this time, uh, kiss tour is <laughs> happening. So, um, yeah. and yeah. I'm sure Paul, before you say it, there will be a lot of girls. We know you like yeah. girls. Wink. Yes. Wink. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for those of you who've never heard our show before, watch the movie. What was that movie that that joke came from? Oh, oh, the, the um, Decline of Western Civilization Part 2. Part 2 is about the 80s rock and metal scene. And you'll see Paul Stanley laying on a bed for his whole interview with all these naked women all over him, all right, in these silk pink sheets. And then he's like, well, you know, the thing about rock and roll is that it, uh, it brings everybody together. And, and I just like my, you know, I'm not going to tell anybody they can't uh, succeed in rock and roll because I succeeded. And, and it's like, bro. 
<laughs> it's like, shut up. <laughs> you only succeeded because you sold every thinkable piece of merchandise to sell with your face on it. No, because they wouldn't have been able to sell the merch if they weren't good. That's true. And it I mean, took like, them a good did, like, decade to catch on. Yeah. They did like ridiculous tie-ins and stuff. Remember like the comic books with like their own blood that yeah, they put but, into the ink and shit? Like, but all of that stuff happened. Like that. All that happened after they made it. Dude, Kiss is a good story about uh, sticking with something. Mm, no, their, I first definitely. Four, their first four albums flopped. Nobody bought their first four albums. Yeah, I think it was with Destroyer, I think they picked up. That no, was it was uh, Alive. Oh, yeah, I forgot the first Alive, yeah. Yeah, the first Alive was the one that... Um, Everybody flocked to and bought, and that's what made them famous. After all that, just re-record the songs and pretend like you're live. Throw in some fake crowd noise and some fake explosions. Yeah, because that basically <laughs> sells, back then, that would sell people on, you know, going to see them in concert. I mean, like, the shit they pull off there was it pretty worked. cool for the time. It worked. It worked, man. You know, I mean, hell, rock and roll all night from Kiss Alive is so much better than rock and roll all night from the the album version. Yeah, the original. Fuck, what was oh, Dress to Kill, that was the album it was on. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it's oh, a pretty I mean, decent album too. Well, a decent album is hard to find back then because they'd always have like one or two good songs, and then the rest would just be shitty filler. Yeah, but I, I feel like early Kiss is still pretty good. I mean, like I still herald their debut album as one of the best sort of debuts in rock. I'd say. What was their debut album? It was just the self-titled one. No, just Kiss? Is that what it's called? Yes, you had, like, it was on their Strutter, uh, Black Diamond, a lot of songs they still play today. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's a like lot Strutter. of... Strutter. I like Black Diamond. Diamond. Black Diamond. Cold Gin? Firehouse, Cold Gin. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that explains why those are so perfected with their stage show with Gene Spittin' Fire and mm -hmm. shit like that. I do like me some Kiss. I am a Kiss fan. But if there's one thing, kids, that you're if you're in a band that you can learn from the band Kiss, it's that stick the fuck with it. Because, you know, imagine if they gave up after that first album didn't flop and then it'd be like, whatever happened to those rock and roll clowns from the 70s? Yeah, whatever happened to these same clown posse? What? <laughs> no, not those guys. <laughs> no, no. This would be how we're describing it. It's a band. It came. They had one album in the 70s. Nobody bought it. But they were like they were like clowns, like you try to yeah. try to describe Kiss to somebody that's never heard of, of Kiss. I don't know clowns <laughs> who can rock. <laughs> these like creatures and characters with instruments. They'd wear all this face paint and shit, and you're like, oh, and like God, ten inch heels. Yeah, ten inch platform boots. Sorry, not heels. It's kind of like describing the Undertaker to somebody that's not a wrestling fan. Yeah, in a way, that whole like Undertaker sort of Kane vibe. He's you know? a dead like, zombie cowboy that worships Satan. Yeah, he was once a biker for a few years. I don't know. He, <laughs> he listened to new metal once, and then that changed him for a while. <laughs> He's a dead biker zombie cowboy with supernatural powers that shoots lightning out of his hands and somehow yeah. still loses a match from time to time. And, and also summons smoke from random places. <laughs> Yeah, if wrestling's fake, explain that. Yeah, goddammit. <laughs> Speaking of things that are fake, let's talk about Dolly Parton's boobs for a second. <laughs> I, 
I want to. I didn't know that. That's facts to me. That's no, I don't think true. they really are. I want to acknowledge first off how pretty they were in that movie Nine to Five, and then, <laughs> and then I want to secondly say that Dolly Parton is releasing a rock album. Did you see this? Yeah, this was also announced today. Like the whole track list is there. It's coming out later in November, which is freaking insane. I think it's mostly like covers and stuff. Look at the track list. Yeah, but like still Dolly Parton covering like some really good iconic rock songs um is pretty freaking cool not gonna lie yeah i'm i'm excited for it hell I yeah it man cool. i did see a song on there called world on fire mm-hmm. and it didn't say featuring anybody or anything it just said world on fire and part of me secretly hopes that this is even though i know it won't be yeah slashes world on fire That'd be fucked. That'd be like out of nowhere. But I feel like it's Dolly Parton. She's gonna like cover like GNR. I think. Yeah, yeah. If she were going, if she were going to, no, she's gonna cover like Journey. Probably, I could see maybe Thirty Eight Special, some of that Southern rock. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff on here. If you want, you can go through the whole track list. Go through the list. Let's let's go. Do you have it available right now? Oh, I have it. Yeah, I have it right in front of me. It says thirty songs. Um, Thirty fucking songs. 30 songs she's selling it as a four a four uh lp i guess like a four vinyl lp or it's gonna be a double cd like a double album or everyone what everyone's gonna do is just stream it so yeah let's be um, real yeah so we have a rock star with richie sambora now is this nickelback's rock star or is this an original song i feel like this could be an original i feel like there's like a few originals and there's a lot of like covers i see here because i recognize lot of the artists even the artists that she's covering she has those artists as well on the track which is really cool okay so we've got we got rock star world on fire Uh, uh, every breath you take with sting was that sting yeah that was well sting and the police that was the police but she's gonna have sting as well i guess uh, yeah yeah i I've, i've never really liked that song it always gave me the creeps it's overplayed. I never liked it. Um, it's like, but I'll you be watching Jer- you. Yeah, like, it's okay. like really weird. Weirdo. Yeah. No th- no thanks, Sting. Take your tantric sex vibes away from you. Yeah, if you've got to be Weirdo. fucking watching a woman that long, the answer is no, and no means no. Yeah, no tantric sex. Just fucking finish already, please. Uh, open Arms, Magic Man. Oh, that'll be good. Yeah. Open arms with uh, Steve Perry. So you mentioned Journey. She's covering a Journey song. Yeah. Uh, as awesome. long as Magic I can Man. Yeah. Yeah. Magic Magic Man. I think will be good. Yes, yeah, so it's gonna have Ann Wilson and special guest Howard Lease. Um, as long as I can see the light, featuring John Fogerty. Sweet. Uh, either or featuring Kid Rock, which you know we just don't have to download that one. <laughs> which will I have to delete that from my history. So. Or from history itself, please. <laughs> I will give it a chance. If it's a good song, I say it's a good song. I don't bring politics into my fandoms. I just I don't know. Kid Rock's a douchebag. He is, but I, I just don't enjoy his music because I think he all he does is scream and talk. So yeah, and raps horribly. Yeah, I want you back with Steven Tyler and special Ooh, guest Warren and Hayes. Warren Haynes uh let's see what rock and roll what has rock and roll ever done for you with stevie nicks yes 
and Purple Rain. That'll be doing a Chris cover. Yeah, I don't know. So, I don't know. We're stepping into some sacrilege now. I listen, if the right artist is behind it, I can definitely see them, you know, doing a really good rendition of like some print stuff. Um, Dolly Parton, I think, could pull it off. We'll see, but yeah. um, it's not going to be the first track I jump to. But yeah. Baby, I love your way uh, with Peter Frampton. I hate myself for loving you. Featuring uh, Joan Jen, the Blackhearts, which is going to be that's kick ass. I think that I think Dolly will do good on that one. Night moves oh. that ought to be interesting. Night moves with Chris Stapleton, he's a big name in country. Wrecking Ball, which we kind of heard, yeah. And she's got Miley Cyrus on there, so Miley Cyrus covering herself again with Dolly Parton. I can't get no satisfaction featuring pink. I said prick, but I meant pink, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) It's pink exclamation mark instead of the eye, which is like, really, we still do that. Uh, yeah, I do want to see Pink. Her live shows look like they are awesome. I mean, it was pretty cool this year when she like randomly showed up at that GNR show and did patience for like 30 seconds. Have you seen that clip of her fly, how she flies around the audience on the, uh, on the harness? No, I've not seen that. So they put her on this harness and it's like got wires that go on either side of the arena and then meet in the middle with her and it wraps on her belt. And then she like spins on top of it as she flies up to the back row and then flies, she flies all over. And they do that during uh, So What? Oh, sweet. And uh, that looks really cool. I really want to see that. Uh, moving right along because we do got a guest coming and we're about 35 minutes in. So I'm just going to spitfire a few of these. Um, yeah. Keep on loving you. Heart of glass. Don't let the sun go down on me. Awesome, uh, John. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. Uh, try, uh, tried to rock and roll me. Stairway to Heaven. Again, Which, holy shit, featuring Lizzo. Okay. With Lizzo, that is, that, that, is, that is fucking out there. I'm interested. I'm interested. I will listen to it, but like, um, okay, sure. Uh, we Are the Champions, Bygone, featuring Rob Halford and the guy we just kind of talked about. Nikki Six and John Five. Yeah, and uh, Mick Mars Jr., aka John Five. <laughs> yeah, the Mick Mars clone that nobody ever heard of till he replaced Mick Mars. <laughs> Literally. My Blue Tears, What's Up, You're No Good, Heartbreaker. I don't know. That's, that's going to oh, yeah. be interesting. Uh, Bittersweet, I Dreamed About Elvis, uh, Let It Be. And finally, the last song is Freebird. Freebird with uh, it says featuring Ronnie Van Zant, but I'm like, oh, the dude's been dead for about 30 years, so I don't know. Yeah, we'll see about that. Well, maybe Actually, they've got some recordings, probably, unless they just put his vocal track with hers or something, you know. Man, I hope they don't do that and have her singing on top of it like some amateur karaoke night, or they'll just splice it like her, like sort of duetting with him or something. I don't know, but we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, real quick, while we're in the backstage not talking thing, you know my name is Alex Carr, right? Like, you drive a car? No, I fucking didn't. Roach told me it was Fox. <laughs> God damn it, Roach. <laughs> this is what he sent me, okay? Oh, that's Alex Vokes. Like, vocals. <laughs> damn it, Roach. <laughs> <laughs> 
You gotta love Roach, man. <laughs> So, Alex, where are you guys heading now on your tour? Alex Carr. A little bar called... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little uh, little bar called Dingbats. Okay. Where's that at? It's in uh, Clifton, New Jersey. Have you ever been up that way? Have you played Jersey before? I've been there. I haven't played there. This is our... Uh, we've, we have a lot of firsts. Okay. This. Because before this year, we pretty much didn't go above the Mason Dixon line. Okay, I mean, what do you what do you what do you expect at this place? Like, do you do you have an idea of the demographic that's going to be attending yet? Yeah, I mean, anytime that we're playing somewhere new, I kind of just take it wherever it's at and just enjoy it. Um, but I always look forward to uh, getting back and play, play in places that we played before, see some of the same people, and. You know, that's playing new places is cool, but seeing familiar faces is always cool. Do you see a lot of, do you recognize sometimes like you'll go to a town that you don't play regularly, but you only play when you're out on the road like that? Do you see a lot of the same people in those towns or do you remember? Cause there's just so many fucking people you're going to see. <laughs> well, I mean, this year was really fucking cool. Cause this is this March was our first national run and this is our second one. Uh, so we actually got to meet on the last tour, like probably 20 or 30 people that we've been talking to online for like two years. Okay. You know, so, I mean, that was, that was badass, you know, and this same run, I'm going to see some more people that I've been talking to online for years, but I've never met them in person. Um, and that's always, that's always fucking cool. Actually the festival that we, this is airing on Monday. So the festival we played this past weekend, um, there was a, a lady there that she's seen my dad play in his band, but she's never met me. Huh. <laughs> well, that fuck. What's your what was the name of your dad's band? Uh, it's uh, Scott Marshall and the Highway Souls, I think. He's a bass player for them. Okay. There we go. Shout out for dad there. Go check yeah. them out also. <laughs> they, <laughs> Why not? They do like uh, Americana, rockabilly type shit. Um, they okay. play a lot of like NASCAR events. And then they do like wineries and casinos. And that's that's the majority of theirs. And then local festivals. I bet casino gigs are good because ain't nobody going to show their ass in a casino. Um, I went to one of his shows at a casino when I was visiting him a couple years back. And he they have people that like follow them everywhere they go. When they play the casinos, they'll order drinks and sit around the, the stage and watch and drink and then you know go gamble and come back and watch and dance it's kind of cool how hard is it like when you get into one of these venues that has like an open bar and people are like talking over the music <laughs> and are just not engaged with the show that you're performing versus when they are engaged and everybody's dancing and having a good time i love performing and so does my band and we don't ask for attention we demand it so like if they're no. there they're going to watch us you know like I'll, I've been known to jump on fucking tables and bar tops in the middle of our performance. <laughs> um, they're they're going to pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if, if they weren't planning on it, they are now. <laughs> you go Axl Rose on their ass. Hey, you fucker. You. <laughs> <laughs> don't start a riot, please. <laughs> I mean. Or do. I don't care. I don't do that. <laughs> I don't think anybody yeah, I, really I'm not, does. I'm not doing that shit. That's what makes it funny when he does it. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I will. Yeah, right. 
<laughs> but I have been, I have jumped on like a bar top when two people were having a conversation and I'd like jumped on top of them right before a breakdown. So I was like screaming my ass off and they were just like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this guy. <laughs> what, where's, uh, where do you get the best reactions from the audience so far? I think we get good, good reactions everywhere, but um, we had a lot of good reaction in, in the Midwest on this last run and just pretty much everywhere we play. You know, if they have, if they, if they know our music, they're singing back. If they haven't heard of us before, they're a new fan. That's, right that's kind of how it rolls. So you play in Indiana. Have you ever played Indiana before? Yeah, we played in Jeffersonville um, in March. I bet Izzy Stradlin was at one of your shows and nobody <laughs> knew it. I was going to say, we don't, we don't even know where Izzy Stradlin is anymore, so... That's possible, actually. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, maybe I, I, that that show wasn't extremely impressive. Um, oh, yeah, well, sure. well, that those bars that they have like a separate a separate, but they have to pay five dollars extra to go see the band, and you know, like it just so there was like a hundred people there, and then there was like ten people watching the bands. You know, <laughs> oh, that sucks. So they put the they put the uh, the music area away from the bar. Yeah, I guess it's so that they don't lose people business on the door, but they end up like I guess I'm trying I'm trying to be like professional, but it just wasn't my favorite place. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like a shithole to me, is what it sounds like. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's random. Because you got to yeah. think somebody has owned this bar long enough to know the caliber of bands that they're probably bringing in. And how many of those bands disappointed so much that you built a fucking side room, but you, you just don't have bands? <laughs> like, right. you want to be a jukebox joint? Be a jukebox joint. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, I think if you're gonna have live music, you need to do it. Yeah, you can't have your you can't like dip your toe in the water and just leave it there. Especially if you're bringing like touring acts in. Yeah, that seems like a waste of money for everybody. Yeah, it it was a nice little rest stop before. Well, no, not even that because we drove, we drove straight from Indiana to New Orleans overnight after that show. What's your uh, What's your minimum time that you'll do on a show? Um, probably thirty minutes on tour. We usually do anywhere from fifty to an hour and a half at home. Well, because when we're on the road, like we're we're kind of like one of the newest national acts, so we're kind of you know always open up for someone that's bigger oh, than okay. us or. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but, that makes a lot of sense. But yeah, I mean, there have been shows closer to home where they're like, yeah, fuck your time, keep going. I don't know, there's got to be a certain freedom of that too because then like, you know, you play your set and you can get the fuck out of here. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> well, no, it's so I can play the set and then go to the bar and drink because I got to, you know, support the guys that help bring me there. Oh, <laughs> fair enough. That's fair. Yeah. I didn't think of that. I didn't think of that, but yeah, you're right. I was thinking yeah. beat the crowd. <laughs> I got that pro wrestling mentality. Uh, we, right. we, we, we do our job and fuck off and beat the crowd home. <laughs> yeah, we're we're mostly usually like, you know, first ones to show up, last ones to leave type situations. So. Yeah, and I love meeting people. And if I'm just getting up on stage and then dipping out, um, I miss out on potential new fans and people that we've never met that, you know, have stories. You know, we, we yeah. love people. I love people. I love meeting new people and hearing about them. And that's, that's a big reason why I do music. So if I just dip out, I miss out on all that. Yeah, that's fair. You got a point. Well, what say you, shall we watch this, uh, next music video? What are we watching next? 
Uh, this is a cover of Bring Me the Bring Me the Horizons Drown. Who does your graphic design? Um, I do a lot of it, and then my friend Adam uh, Johnson, he has Simple Social Official everywhere. He does a lot of it too. We kind of work together on it. Okay. I do probably 90% of them. This is very well shot. Did somebody come in and do lighting? Uh, I actually programmed the lighting. Oh, okay. That is a whole separate skill. So who do you work with like for a camera crew and to edit the videos? It's one guy. His name's Nick Miller. He's done all of our videos. Oh, wow. Yeah. You can tell he knows what he's doing by the lighting because like this looks like a crew worked on it. Right, yeah. Him and I have worked together from our first video and I've gotten better with my ideas. He's gotten better with the shooting. Him and I just work really well together. So what goes into the uh, making of a music video? Do you storyboard out like the shots that you definitely want? Um, kind of. I kind of, uh, I wait until like an idea hits me and I can see it in my head. And then I can just go through and live listen to the song a million times and get what I want line for line, bridge it all out um, as far as like the lighting, the mood, um, what's going to happen in the scene, and I pitch that to him and then we kind of work and refine it together. Let's track this for just a minute here. I'm not going to give you too much away for free, but I'm going to give them a little bit here. How long did it take you to to get this makeup on? Um, my girlfriend actually did the makeup. Uh, so she's a stylist. She does my hair, and um, she does the makeup for all of our videos too. She must have sprayed it so on. It was with probably the like, no, that is actually like brushed on. It was like oh. it's probably like 30, 30 minutes for all the black. How long till you could get that T-shirt on without looking like a mechanic? I do. If you look closely, there's black marks all over it. <laughs> oh, maybe it's the lighting. I couldn't tell. <laughs> My camera guy did his job. <laughs> oh, well, good. Good to have somebody like that. Where was this? Uh, this actually like at our practice room. We just threw up black curtains. <laughs> oh, okay. And what's Where crazy is. So did you have to clean? Uh, okay, so that's in a bath. That's in a bath. That's in a shower. Oh, uh, the shower's at my house. Okay. I was thinking that you was getting sprayed with water, but you were still sitting on the stairs. And, yeah, no. And so I was thinking, like, well, this sucks, because now somebody's going to have to clean this up. But it's like, makes a great visual, so I guess fuck it. But that's what I thought was going on there, was that uh, that you were still by the stairs and somebody was spraying you, and I was like, oh, this is my house. And I was like, oh, dude, you had to clean all that up?
Yeah, that was that would have been hilarious. <laughs> so did he have a separate guy for the lighting? Because shooting with lights is vastly different from setting up a webcam on top of a crappy monitor. Right. No. Um. Actually, so he went with me to set up the black curtains and set all the lights. Um. And I had to finish programming the lights the day before, and he kind of got some some camera shots and adjusted to it. But for all intents and purposes, I was the lighting guy. I built platforms for all the lights. Um, those are the same lights that we use for our live show. And I just programmed them to the music. Oh, nice. That's nice. So this was very kind of DIY. Yeah, but it don't look it. That's the thing. I'm impressed. I don't know what the hell to say knowing that. Cause I was not yeah. expecting that answer. FY FYE was also DIY. We've been DIY for all of our videos. Do you have fun with that part of the process? I do. Um, so I was in theater in high school, um, and, like as a kid, I was in children's theater. So I've always had that side of me. So it's like, I get to get my outlet of like directing and uh, it, it's, it, music is an outlet for me, but I'm just a very creative person, like in just about every art except for painting. Um, so right it's, it's cool to be able to bring all of my worlds together to help build the Envision brand. So you've always been a performer then. Oh yeah. From the time I was like four or five years old. How much do you think how much do you think you take from that to the stage with you now? A lot. Um, a lot. And I think that's where like people ask me because like I'm I'm usually a pretty chill person. And then when people see me on stage, like I've had coworkers back when I was working like a nine to five, they'd come out to my shows and they'd be like, What the fuck? There is no way that is the same person. I'm like, it's not. <laughs> I don't know who that guy is. He just looks like me, he talks like me. <laughs> um, but that's that's not that's somebody else that gets up there. So I think that comes from like I would do method acting a lot where I would go into a character and I would become that character throughout even rehearsals. Right. Like as soon as I knew my lines, anytime I set foot in the building, I was that other person. And I think I bring a lot of that with me to my music performance. Like I'm very humble, you know, off stage. I love people, I, you know, talk very gently and then I get on stage and now I'm a rock star, you know, <laughs> I feel that I understand that, uh, completely. I think people would be surprised how much of that is kind of needed with a singer. Cause you know, sometimes you'll go to a bar and you'll see a band and you can tell when you've got somebody that's like good versus, you know what I mean? Has that charisma versus somebody. Oh my God, look what the cat dragged in living my life. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I, I ain't talking about nobody in particular. That's just the first song that popped in my head. So my friends who are in bands who cover that song, I'm not talking about you. Okay. As far as you know. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. My friends are in a shitty band. I will tell them. Because oh, okay. that, shit, yeah. it, that shit is embarrassing. I, I think, and, too, like like my advice to any band would be if they want to have an exciting performance. Uh, and I've told this to several people um, and I can always tell if they listen or not, but what I used to do, like even before I had the band, I would practice in front of a mirror, my set. And if I got bored at any point, I don't care if I had two minutes to go. If I got bored, I'd start the whole thing over. You I know, feel so you, man. That makes a lot of sense though. Yeah. And then that way you don't need a crowd. Right. Like you can mm -hmm. do the same performance in front of 50,000 as two people. How you sound, if you're excited about something or not, will come out in your voice. Oh, yeah. People can hear you move. People can hear you dance. People can hear you smile. I mean, just think about when you call a call center and it's like, 
Thank you for calling AT and T, and you and then you get that one bubbly one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I was talking to tell. a debt collector the other day that uh, she was like super nice, and I was like, I don't do small talk with debt collectors, and then, and then, but she was super nice. I was like, whoa, like I'm not used to. I'm used to like, <laughs> I'll take everything from you. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean that's that's. I was fully prepared. I was in that mode. I was like, don't be nice to me because then I'll feel bad. But then she wasn't. She was just super nice the whole time. I was like, huh, I got all that adrenaline running for nothing. He's a much better (laughs) man than me because I just don't answer. Yeah. (laughs) What else should we send people to go look for on their own before we wrap things up tonight? Um, Definitely follow us, MVSN. You can find us. You can find us as NVISION228 on all social media. But just searching NVSN on all social media should bring you to us. Uh, we're the emo looking fuckers. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, like, there's always something going on in, in our world. Um, like, we have the tour coming up in August that will probably be announced in the next month or so. Um, we're just locking in like one or two more dates on it. And then um, after that, we're not going to be on the road as much, but we're going into the studio and we're recording, you know, so, somewhere between five to 10 more songs. So, I mean, like, even when it's not apparent we're doing something, we're always doing something. Um, get connected with us. We also have a fan club on Facebook called Broken Hearts Club, where we sometimes run contests and giveaways. And like I talked about earlier, you know, we're meeting people that we've been talking to for two years that we have a personal connection with. That's where it happened, is they got to meet us, get to know who we are before we ever set foot in the venue. I think that, did we cover everything? Yeah, okay. yeah. I, I think I'm, I'm happy with it. Shit. I thought we had a good conversation, man. Yeah, I'd grab a beer with you. Yeah, you and seem I don't... like a cool like <laughs> dude. If you ever get as close as St. Louis or somewhere in that two-hour radius of Jefferson, so central Missouri, let me know. And uh... Uh, Midwest is one of our focal points. So, I mean, like, you know, follow, follow – shit, get in Broken Hearts Club, man, especially because when you release this – I'll stick all of them on it, and, you, and I know you have your own viewers, but my people will support anything that we're on. So, um, and then you'll definitely know when we're coming near because Midwest is one of our focal points. So we'll definitely be hitting that a lot in the next couple of years. All right, I sent a request. Go. Oh, so we're sending approval. Do you support local meat? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what will you do to contribute this group and help Envision grow? Uh, I'll go to your show and get drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Pants are not, uh, you already got approved. One of my admins did it. (laughs) 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 Okay. Well, I'll just leave it at I'll go to, cause I was bullshitting about that. (laughs) I'm not going to your fucking show. (laughs) Are you crazy? (laughs) Uh, There's better places I can get drunk on a Friday night. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Yeah. Don't listen to the song of the day. Y'all know what song it is. Yeah, man. We got some uh, Slash coming up for you. That's right. Featuring, of course, Mr. Miles Kennedy and them Conspiratize. Conspiratize. You like it when I? You ever see that movie, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? I've heard of it. I don't. Maybe I've seen it. I don't remember. 
There's a scene where they're recording a song at the radio station. And the guy there at the radio station, he talked like this right here. I'll tell you what. Yes, indeed. <laughs> they sang in the young can and skedaddle. <laughs> so we're going to listen to... Oh, and he's blind, so I got to close my eyes. We're going to listen to some good old tunes here from somebody named Slides, which I suspect you're going to enjoy thoroughly. In his hometown. You got mesmerized. You forgot where you are from and who you are. Such a tragedy. You were young and free. You're getting that talk box extra slobbery today. Oh, yeah. It's going ham on that thing, man. Fuck yeah, I'm digging. I love this album, so I'm I'm pretty sure I know this one, and I uh, I like it. Why did fans shit on this album so hard when it came out? Man, this was, was this is golden. Axel? Yeah, you know, honestly, I liked GNR better when Slash wasn't in it. And mm-hmm. I like Slash and Miles Kennedy's shows better when Slash wasn't in GNR also. Slash has the ability to just be himself and he makes great music on his own, honestly. Like the like these the conspirators albums, even his solo album are really well done stuff like a lot of us will still listen to this day and even further beyond. Yeah, I know I love Apocalypse. Somebody asked me, Apocalyptic Love is one of my favorite albums, not just of the GNR variety, but of all time. I love this record. I'm going to hit play for a minute. We're going to listen to a little bit more of the song. Then Brother Caputo is going to come in. He's going to help us formulate the lyrics and tell us a story. You know how it is, dude. You've been doing 221 episodes of this shit. Yeah. Y'all figured it out by now. And I'm going to tell you right now, that bass popping in my ears right now is smooth. Just listen to the bass. Now, before we get to a breakdown or something, let's let's uh, let's uh, let's tag in Chris and let's get some lyric dissection here, so we can try to get a clear head. And make sense of what's going on in this song. Let's do it, man. Uh, as always, starting from the top here, under city lights, you got mesmerized. You forgot where you are from and who you are. Such a tragedy. You were young and free. Did you ever think that you'd fall so far? Turn it on tonight, Carolina, till the morning lights. 
Carolina. Okay. So that's like so, the first verse and chorus right there. So it's about a girl. Yeah. She's kind of a bitch. Yeah, even kind of reading for the second verse. Like it's about it's definitely about some chick. Maybe she lost her ways or you know, came to a big city and you know, big dreams, and you ended up in like porn or something. I don't know. Read us some of the second verse. Uh so I remember when you were innocent. I remember what you were, my dirty rose. Never happy now, you're just selling out. Easy street is drenched in tears. You know it's never paved in gold. Well, there you go. So yeah, so she's so she's kind of a bitch. She obviously used to hook up with this dude. I wouldn't call a girl my dirty rose. Yeah. I don't like that. Uh, and, and what's the word I'm looking for? I don't like that um, analogy. Yeah, that sounds like she got a stanky po- uh, uh, vagina. sure that's where you're going she wipes the wrong way okay (laughs) (laughs) asshole asked asked a friend yeah she wipes down and out I don't know. As a woman, that seems like it'd be a little more effort because then you'd have to hike the leg up. How, you know? Yeah, it's quite challenging. You gotta have like long arms. You gotta have a good reach. You gotta have like UFC fighter reach to like go down. Yeah, and it'd be intentional because you ain't gonna wipe that way accidentally. Like, no. no <laughs> that takes no too much effort to, to get in there and uh, hang on. Let me see. We demonstrate here. That would take a lot more effort to get down in and uh, and uh, come back around. I was gonna say, it seems like you've done this before. Are you like your own gynecologist, man? Well, no, I haven't. That's why I had to do the mo. I had to walk myself through how you would go about that. Because when I was thinking about it sitting like this, my leg kept getting in the way. So I guess if you're sitting on the toilet and you got your legs way up in the air, as you do, uh, <laughs> you ain't never set spread eagle on a toilet before, then uh, uh, you don't know what you're missing. No, Obviously, you're you've never been planted on the ground or on a squatty potty. You ain't never been so poor you lived in a house that didn't have a lid. So you, no. <laughs> so you just had to sit in the no. water. <laughs> I grossed myself out with oh my, my bullshit. God. I was on a good little bullshit roll and then I grossed myself out, made myself gag a little bit. Oh man. Oh. If you've got a <laughs> reminds me of the Bucket Boys, go check out their podcast. Uh, yeah, man. I forgot what it's called. Getting head. Yeah, there we go. I ain't gonna lie, I didn't catch any of that. I was still kind of thinking about the uh the dirty rose thing and how like girls wipe wrong and 
Yeah. yeah. So I break down there. She says, just leave your dirty little secrets for a while. Just leave your dirty little secrets for a while. Let me make it all right. Okay. So uh, hopefully we've got us a uh, a good little guitar solo coming up here. Yeah. I believe is what he's pitching. It's like playing baseball. Miles will cue it up and toss it to Slash, and Slash will hit the ball. Sometimes out of the park, sometimes not so much. Let's find out what it's going to be this time. Usually out of the park, though. He don't fuck it oh, up yeah. as much as uh, no. he does. That's a good bass line. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I love <laughs> how like the guitar like that riff is and sync with the drums. One thing I will say about this band is everybody is mixed well. Oh, nobody's yeah. nobody's drowned out. They play their shit well. These guys are really good musicians, man. Oh yeah, they're definitely they're top tier. And there you go, Carolina by Slash, featuring Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. In our rear view mirror for episode 221 on the Guns and Radio podcast. And I don't know why I fucked with putting all our graphics back up because we're just going to have to turn <laughs> around and take them all back down. Yeah. Uh, Fuck and- it, why not? Show them <laughs> off. Show off the graphics. Show me your graphics. Mm, I don't like how that sounds, bud. <laughs> Show me your graphics. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, if I sent that to a woman, she would know what I'm talking about. But she'd probably she'd be, be like, like, what the fuck? She, she would say, uh, I'm going to decline. Yeah. Well, if I really did, I would just say, show me your genitals. That's it. I would like to, sh- I would like to gaze upon your genitals, madam. Yeah. Would you mind to send me a painting? Uh, of- show me your genitals. <laughs> also a song from a very famous, um, well, not very famous, at least to me, it's very famous. He's like a comedian, like comedian musician, man. I gotta show you after, actually, after we're off here, man. Jean Lejoie. Oh boy. Uh, well, we'll check that out later. Who's going yeah. first for final thoughts today? Um, I'll, I'll I'll take the reins on this one, man. Love this song, man. From like the opening, that riff, and how the drums are in sync with that riff. It's tight um, with that, you know, four four beat there. Um, it's a really good song, man. And like this was relegated to a deluxe edition bonus track. It's like insane because i remember we reviewed crazy life way back i think in the first season yeah i like, think so right in the first season or the beginning of the second season and that was also another bonus uh, track on the deluxe edition of apocalyptic love um, and that was a really good track too man like this whole album even the bonus tracks are really good like this is one i have listened to before here and there from time to time i'll let it roll because i just you get hooked on that riff in like five seconds it really oh, yeah. catches you this is like one of those songs that can still get your attention span, even as you know our attention spans are getting you know 
more smaller and smaller. Like it, it still would hit the same way. Um, and then before that, I would say at least four to five for me. It was a damn good song. Yeah, I'm uh, not too far. Uh, I've got similar things to say about uh, the song myself. Um, first off, I didn't realize some of the songs are bonus tracks because when I bought the album the first time, I bought the deluxe edition. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I when I and I, and the deluxe edition came out the same day, at least on iTunes came out the yeah. same day as the regular edition. So of course I bought the deluxe edition for two or three extra songs. So yeah. uh, to me, it's always just been part of the album. I didn't realize it was uh, reduced to not being considered an official track on the record, but yeah. that's, that's kind of a shame because it's a really good song and I, I love this song and I may not know all the lyrics and it might not be something I go to regularly, but it's like an old friend that you only talk to every few years. Uh, You can go back and revisit it and uh, you'll have just as much fun as you did uh, the last time. And I, I I rather enjoyed it, man. It it gets you in the feels. It gets you pumped up, ready to rock and roll with that talk box that slash just is relentless on in this, but in a good way. Um, I'm, I'm really tempted to give it five out of five, but I know there's more songs on Apocalyptic Love that are better than this, so it's going to get a four out of five for me as well. But, I mean, fuck it. An eight out of a possible ten, that's a damn good good, uh, score there for the the track, so. Yeah, man. Uh, Dude, it's Slash, brother. Slash has always made some really good music. Like, it's very rare we get to see, like, some really not-so-good stuff. I mean... Mm-hmm. Yeah, from, I love how when a song is not good, when we review a song by Slash that's not good, it surprises us. Yeah. But when we review a song by Izzy or Duff that is good, it surprises. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is Slash we're talking about. He's like top ten greatest guitarist of all time, and you know, and some people would say he's in their top five. Oh yeah, I would put him up there. Uh, Definitely, because the people that they're some people will not knock certain people off of a pedestal out mm-hmm. of respect. And yeah. uh, you know, you know, us here at Guns and Radio, we have no such reservations. Because if that were the case, we'd been saying, Oh my god, this song was by Duff McKagan every week. We love it, it's amazing, it's great. Loaded is one of the greatest bands of all time. No, no. we said that song sucks, <laughs> yeah, rightfully so. We don't give a fuck to knock somebody off the pedestal. Regardless of who it is. So uh, take note, music industry. You put out garbage, we'll find it. And uh, if you don't believe us, look at that Chinese food song. What are the odds? (laughs) Yeah, just watch Rebecca Black's career. That's it. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to pass. We got one song out of her. And I know she released another song. Uh, One was plenty. Yeah. Zero would have been better, but it's all right. Yeah, she, there, there, there will never be a Rebecca Black podcast in this style and format hosted by me. Or by me either, because I would not <laughs> subject myself. We subject ourselves to enough shit with the songs, some of the songs we have to review, some of these really awful shitty music videos I have to watch. I said I'd rather not. I'd rather spend like a, a fucking long weekend in Guantanamo Bay than watch that shit. <laughs> we do watch epic music videos from time to time too. We do. Um, yeah, I'm not saying we don't. I mean, like, we definitely do. 
but it's just like yeah, sometimes yeah. The, the shit is actually worse sometimes than it outweighs sort of the, the good stuff. That's the problem. I know, but dude, sometimes what you think is going to be good turns out to be shit like Separate Ways by Journey yeah. the video. That's that song, like, that video did not match the song. Like that song deserved like a fucking CGI fucking movie. As good as that song is, you would have thought they would have done better. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, then again, did Journey have any really good like outstanding music videos? Mm, not that I can think of. Exactly. Now, like the the any way you want it is a song that I feel, and I mean I feel like when that uh when that first guitar solo hits, like I start I start feeling it in my body, and then when Steve Perry comes back, I see that hold on, hold on, and then that second guitar solo hits right there, man. When that's every time to this day, every time that second guitar solo in any way you want it hits, the hair on my arms and the back of my neck stand up, and it's always been like that. That's the one guitar solo I'd probably put as, if not my favorite, one of my top two. Just because of like I get a physical reaction every time I listen to it, and it hasn't gotten old or gone away. But speaking of songs that could be good or bad, it's that time of the show where we spin the wheel and find out what we're going to be listening to next week. So, what say you, brother Chris? Shall we spin us upon the wheel? Yeah, I'm gonna press this imaginary button I have in my hand here, and you're gonna spin that wheel now. Diamonds Adler. You're right. diamonds, or you are diamonds. You are diamonds. <laughs> you are diamonds. <laughs> so that's like a weird, like, comment to give a chick. It's not like you are hot. You are diamonds. <laughs> I'm what? Yo, diamonds. <laughs> I'm Rihanna. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, your diamonds by Adler is uh. Yeah, down for some Adler. You never. I know he has that very limited discography, but it's always nice when we get to yeah. cover some Adler. But because Adler's uh, solo tracks are are so few, mm-hmm. it, it's always a nice little surprise getting an Adler song. Oh yeah, it's refreshing. Up. Hopefully, it's good. Yeah, I hope so. Or I hope it doesn't but sound like Fear of a Dead Man from like 2012. Well, it is Adler and not Adler's Appetite, so it's probably going to sound like Theory of a Dead Man. Yeah, it's going to sound like 2012 Old Rock. It's good. It, yeah, that's what Adler was. So yeah. They were no, no. Adler was 2010 uh, Alt Rock in 2012. Yeah, that you, you said it better than I could. <laughs> <laughs> they were about two years out of date when they decided to come along, and people were just starting to get tired of that shit. Yeah, I don't know though. Theory of a Dead Man's coming to Riverport. Will the tickets be cheap enough for me to go? No, nah, fuck. Don't don't even bother. Their music is shit. They don't even make rock music. It's just like it has like weird fucking electronic beats in there. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? I've you got that tickets. rock. I've got tickets to Riverport for ten bucks before. I, I wouldn't even pay two dollars Canadian. If it's if it's ten bucks, I'll go see Bad Girlfriend. Uh. That's oh, the God. only theory of a dead man song I can think of. And I used to like it back when I was a kid and I was always drunk and <laughs> having sex with whatever woman 
that would come around. Those standards got way higher today than they used to be. I'll tell you that. Yeah, much. just listen to the lyrics in that song. You want to <laughs> fucking throw up violently. She likes to shake her ass. You know you heard that in every strip club ever at the time. God, like there's better strip rantings. Just put fucking Def Leppard on the loop. I'll be entertained. <laughs> Honestly, just put all of that fucking Love hysteria, like pyromania, put those twelves on a loop. That's a great stripper music. <laughs> oh man, we ought to get uh, we ought to do a bit someday where we get a stripper on and we try to get her to dance to weird shit. Yeah, like we start her out with uh, "Love It Like a Bomb," then we switch to Cotton Eye Joe, and then. <laughs> And then, then we play like some like to... random fucking print stuff from like and then some Conway Twitty. <laughs> Hello, darling. Nice to see. Like you. Frank Sinatra. <laughs> <laughs> Fly me to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, uh, it's time for us to go the fuck home and wrap this up. So, uh, we want to say thank you to Envision. We want to say. Thank to you to you for coming up and uh, checking out the show today. We hope you enjoyed it. Let us know your thoughts on the song Carolina by Slash on Spotify in the little doobly-doo down here. Uh, just 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 look around on Spotify. You'll see it. You just Most see of you scroll, guys. Not too far underneath, you'll find it there. And uh, Give us your response. Let us know. Give us your feedback. We will have it posted as well. And since we, we know... Now that we know most of you guys are listening on Pandora, we will tell you head over to gunsandradio.com and you can get an invite to get into our Discord for free and tell us your thoughts and opinions or just join us in whatever bullshit we've got going on in that Discord at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of AI freakiness going on in there. So. It's, it's, it's always something funny but kind of fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Depends on the day. You know. Yeah. Well, we usually have a good time in there hanging out with everybody. And uh, I'll be at work trying to keep a straight face in a meeting. <laughs> and I'll look and I'll see some shit Franz posted. I'll be like, oh, God. Yeah, we get like AI <laughs> Axel doing an intro for us. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, that'll be neat. But, yeah, be sure to come back on Friday for an all-new music video Friday. Be back on Saturday for Shotcast Saturday, and of course, come back next Monday when we're going to be reviewing Yo Diamonds, Yo Diamonds, your or your, your diamonds, diamonds, boy, your diamonds. All right, baby, your your diamonds. diamonds. We're going to be reviewing some of your diamonds over here <laughs> by Steven Adler, okay? And you know, hey, fuck you, I'm walking in, hey. <laughs> Forget about it. Hey, yo. Andrew Dice Clay. Wow, thanks for showing up. <laughs> no, I'm not doing an Andrew Dice Clay joke right now. We'll be here all night. Until next time, I'm Justin <laughs> And I'm Chris Caputo. We'll see you guys. Uh, it's Friday, Music Video Friday, Saturday, another Shotcast Saturday, and back once again in our usual time every single Monday. Stay safe, guys. Peace out. We'll see you then. <laughs>